Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. What did you want to talk about, Corey? So, obviously, I'm still very tired, but this morning, when I got here, uh, on the drive, I was I was a zombie, so I needed to kind of do stupid stuff. Walk. Are you still a zombie? Do we need to be concerned? <laughs> no, yeah. No, I, okay. I, I, I recovered. Okay, good. I don't think that works. <laughs> it, it does, if you're <laughs> me. <laughs> I don't think that works, Kevin. <laughs> uh, so, driving down the highway. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the the show we're doing today, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I need to wake up for this. Then I thought about last week's show with Shark Tale, and then I started thinking of Will Smith, and then Will Smith rap, so I put on Miami. Nice! <laughs> so, I'm just jamming out. what? Will Smith, Miami? I don't know what that is. Party you don't know that the heat is on all night on the beach to the break of dawn. Nope. Don't know what Welcome that is. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. I've, 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 right heard, I've heard the song, yeah. but I, I didn't, I like know, that was, I didn't know that was Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's oh. him. Yeah. Who is so, somebody's in that video? Is it Eva Mendez? Probably. Somebody gorgeous is in that yeah. video. So I'm rocking out to that song uh-huh. on repeat this entire trip. That's here. hilarious. And so I like, cannot picture you rocking out to that song, yeah, but I that's awesome. I had to wake up. I had to do something very stupid. Hey, if that's your up. wake up song, so I'm do just, it. I'm just like air drumming, doing stupid stuff. I think I cut off a car. And got flipped off. I, I don't know. Um, but I'm still very tired. And you know when you're tired, you kind of see stuff out of the corner of your eyes. Well, I kind of glanced to my right to change lanes, and I swear there was a face right here. And it freaked me out, and I went, bam, right into my side window. I was oh. like, oh, God. So you saw the face, and then you're... I flinched. You're, yeah, but I want to say, wait, was it on the passenger side or the driver's side? It was, that like, this it face... was the passenger side. I turned, okay, I, I was about right. to say, like... If it was on the driver's side, I'm like, so your first reflection. inclination was to go into <laughs> to the... It. No, 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 no. I saw it on the passenger side. Oh, okay. That makes sense. freaked me out, and I flinched and headbutted my window. Oh, wow. So maybe you're not tired. Maybe you have a concussion. Maybe that could be it now. <laughs> Jeez. Now, felt... that song's about Miami, Oklahoma, right? No, it's Welcome to Miami, <laughs> not Miami. Oh, Miami. It's the same argument for Euro and Gyro. Right, exactly. Can't stand it. <laughs> awesome. Can't stand that HDs. <laughs> so yeah, that that was my morning. <laughs> Interesting. Nice. So Corey has a concussion, mm-hmm. and on that bombshell, welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, episode sixty-one. And on this episode, we are going to be tackling 2008's Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli film Ponyo. Mm-hmm. But first. We're going in the news. Nice. We should have a we should have a news thing like. Yes, exactly. Now it's time in the for the news. news. Exactly. 
Please don't. Perfect. Please let's don't. do uh, that. <laughs> no, let's do that. I think we should. Uh, Josh, do something. Gavin, what you got? What you got? Yeah. So I have some news out of one of my favorite studios, Ardman Animation. They are doing this really cool new thing. There's not a whole lot of information out about it yet, but as it comes out, I'll definitely be keeping up with it and I'll let everybody know. But they're starting a YouTube channel called Ard Boiled. So A-A-R-D, Boiled. And basically what it sounds like is they're looking to feature short animation. They really want to feature up-and-coming animators. They're looking for new edgy stuff. If you go to their website right now, um, you can submit things. Um, you can hashtag things, hashtag Ardboiled um, to kind of get them to notice you. But it sounds really cool. It's like a neat creative initiative that they're doing. And I think a lot of it is for them to kind of see what's going on in the world of animation and maybe even pull some people in. I do notice that they're hiring. So if you're an animator out there and you have a short little film you're working on, I'd, I'd check out Ardboiled. It sounds amazing. I can't wait until they launch it because I'm going to subscribe to it. So, Gavin, when are you going to... Um start delving into animation so you can go work at Ardman. Uh, that would be cool. Um, England's awesome. Um, England's awesome. So next uh, yeah, <laughs> I, that's a, I don't know anything about actual animations, so um, I'm sure I could help with storyboarding or uh, environmental design, concept art, things like that. That'd be a blast. I love Ardman, everything they do. Early Man comes out in February. I'll be there. Nice. Yeah. What about you? You got any news? Oh my gosh, so much news. Bring it. Um, well, first off, uh, well, let's, let's, let's do the trailers. Let's do the trailers that we got. You do what you so, want. So the first trailer that came out this week would be for Isle of Dogs, the new Wes Anderson movie. Yes. Which actually, so which looks exciting. really good. I will and watch now, Corey, anything I know you does. haven't seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. I have not seen that movie, but I've heard really good things. My biggest issue is trying to get over stop animation. Really? Yes. See, that's that's a See Kubo, false position to I, have. I've seen Kubo, <laughs> and I enjoyed Kubo. Yeah, but what is, what is it about stop motion that uh, irks you, grinds your gears? I honestly don't have any answer. <laughs> it I, just doesn't appeal to you visually. It doesn't really appeal to me visually, no. Hmm. And I watched the trailer. in any sense because it's a broad range of of styles and looks when it comes to stop motion. I think the only one I actually truly enjoyed because that's all I could do was season one of South Park. What about um, Nightmare Before Christmas? Do you like that? Uh, that stop? Yeah. I had no clue. Oh, what did you think it was? I, I just thought that was just animation. <laughs> oh, no, that's stop motion. No, okay, yeah. that's, that's the one exception. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, do you like Wes Anderson? Again, I haven't seen Mr. Fox. I don't know his other work either. Oh, but... Rushmore, The Royal Tenenbaums. Yes, okay. The Jar- Darjeeling Limited. Okay. Like, there's a million. Grand Budapest. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah like okay, him. he's fantastic. Yes. He's one of my favorites. And I saw the trailer for Isle of Dogs. And like the cast is insane, the story they looks always awesome. Are. Yeah, so I'm I'll I'll watch it in theaters, but it's a it's a hurdle I have to get over mm-hmm. personally. Well, I'm I'm gonna be I'm there excited for it though. Front row of the balcony if it's there. So when does it come out? Do we know? Uh, put me in the spot. I do not uh, know. <laughs> is Between it this now year or is it next then? year? I, next I believe year. it's two. Yeah, it's 2018. Okay. I, I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm pumped, man. Wes Anderson is one of my favorite directors. But I do know November 6th on Disney XD, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, the new season premieres. Yes. And they're going to be doing uh, kind of what they did back in February when they had like the week-long episodes mm-hmm. the or, or the week of episodes that's yeah. what they're doing for two weeks 
So That's it's a two-week awesome. event, and is that going to be on Hulu? Are they on Hulu? Uh, the, when the season comes out, they like when it's fully out, they put mm-hmm. it on Hulu. Okay, but, but I mean, this marathon is it, or, or I guess it's, it's season it's on one available on. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. Or if you know, just buy it like I do on Amazon Prime. So mm-hmm. yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. But yeah, so and and apparently the one on the sixteenth is going to be the last episode of the season. So hmm. we're getting twelve episodes this season, and that's it. Oh. So we got our first four back mm-hmm. in July during D23. Right, which was like then, the movie, right? Which was the movie, yeah, yeah which was the first four episodes, yeah. yeah. Um, so then we're getting the next eight episodes, November, those first two weeks in November, and then mm-hmm. we're done. Interesting. Which kind of sucks, but, you know. I like that trailer that you posted where she's serenading her burrito. The burrito. <laughs> she's so cute. <laughs> um, also, BoJack Horseman mm-hmm. was renewed for Horseman. season five nice i'm i can't believe that's been going on that long yeah it i seems didn't know like, it's going on that long it seems like they're on season two to me like See, I, i've seen it since it came out really? i just never actually watched it but oh, I'm, okay. I'm interested in watching it now it's it's since interesting. i know a little bit I haven't more watched, about it yeah i haven't watched a lot of it but i uh charlie has so i've seen enough to know what it is it's it's good i just haven't gotten around to mm-hmm. fully watching it uh we also have a little bit of news coming out tomorrow mm-hmm. is moon guardian of the moon sweet so that animated film that has everybody in hollywood in it Mm -hmm. that was only available for one day uh at one time at one one time Uh, we actually get to own it do we have a price i'm putting you on the spot again uh it's a brand new probably 1999 so is it a domestic release or is it an import oh it's domestic oh yeah it's cool mirror yeah who is g kids um distributing it universal entertainment oh okay cool which I'm glad that Universal is doing a lot more stuff. Like, they're doing a lot of... Mm-hmm. I, I've been watching Gamers, which is an anime you need to watch because it's hilarious. I think I sent you that text message last night. Um, Why haven't you watched the whole show yet, Yeah, Corey? He bed. sent you a text last <laughs> night. Yeah, just watch it all. I was it's eating awesome food. I'm so nine sorry. Nine episodes. Uh, but yeah, um, it's it's really good. Like, I, I'm, it's it's always weird to see that big, huge, bum, 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 Universal logo at the very mm-hmm. beginning of an anime. Like, oh, before right. you even get your Funimation thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wow, what did I step into? Like, the first time that happened, I didn't know mm-hmm. that was a thing. Well, and so like, I was like, did I accidentally start a DVD? I don't yeah. I don't know what happened. It That throws me off every time I watch a Studio Ghibli movie because it starts with the Disney, Disney castle. I was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> and then it goes to the Studio Ghibli logo. I think that should be first, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we have anything else. Uh, Lego Ninjago is out. Lego Ninjago is out, yes. And we're going to have a cartoon cafe about it. Look for that on Wednesday, a little cartoon cafe. Ooh, we're going to have a packed week. Going to have a packed week, because nice. guess what comes out on Friday, Gavin? What? We did a cheeky little interview with somebody. We did. You want to tell, tell everybody about that? We had the distinct honor of interviewing uh, actor extraordinaire. Sir. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> sir. <laughs> sir we've knighted him so we've knighted him apparently uh, in America's knighthood uh, Phil Lamar uh, for me no, vo- most notably the voice of Samurai Jack um, but you know he's been in TV and film and, and uh, gaming for 30 years so he's done everything it was so cool to get to talk to him and interview him yeah so that'll be out on Friday. Uh, that'll be out on Friday. Sweet. We had a couple problems on the recording and uh, our connection wasn't the best. So it starts off strong. It gets a little iffy we'll in, the middle, in the middle and then it comes back strong. Okay, so cool. it all works out. <laughs> well, that was awesome. It was a really um, good shout out to Phil Lamar. Thanks so much for giving us your time and 
And uh, yeah, we like having guests. We have fun bringing those to you guys, and hopefully we have more in the future. And unfortunately, last bit of news, I did a thing. I watched the first episode of Netflix's Neo Yokio. <laughs> Neo Yokio? Yeah. I haven't heard of this one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good Is thing. Is there a reason? <laughs> you showed me the trailer today. It's six episodes starring mm. Jaden Smith as our primary character, but it's got a lot of people in it, like Jude Law's in it. Really? And then they're like, oh, what the heck's going on? But I don't, I, I watched one episode, I, I don't know if I can watch anymore, mm-hmm. because I don't know if it's an homage to, like, those early 90s really crappy dubs. Oh, it's the voice acting that you have a problem yeah, with? Yeah, or I don't know if it's trying to be serious, because oh. it's uh, one of the, like, one of the lead singers for Vampire Weekend created the, sh- created the anime. Okay. So it's an American anime done with uh i think it's ig productions mm-hmm. so a good anime studio mm-hmm. but it's really really bizarre is it sci-fi i i don't know what it is dude oh, it's, it's like just weird? ghost hunter yeah it's like a ghost hunter like do you oh. remember me showing you the the uh some of the episodes of ghost stories mm-hmm. that anime that mm-hmm. the studio was like crap we we we've bombed this Mm -hmm. so we're gonna give it to america just to see if we can get some money back from it right and they were like we don't care how you dub it just dub it and they had fun with it nice one of the best anime dubs ever made because it's so bad yeah that's i yeah i don't know if it was trying to do that if that's Hmm. what they were going for but jaden smith is atrocious really he is pretty good he's bland uh-huh. There's no emotion in his voice. He's monotone the whole time, and yeah. I'm sitting there. And I'm like, but that's also episode one. That's episode one. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he that's got his character, better. Though maybe. It, it's supposed to be. Yeah, because like his character is supposed to be like second highest rated bachelor in Neo Yokio. Well, yeah, and he's he's got he's got oh, spiritual okay. powers and stuff, and he doesn't want to really have the spiritual powers. He wants to be like a normal kid type thing. Um. But then I'm just like, but he's like. Yeah, I'm melancholy, and you're like, what? No, that's not what it's somebody who's melancholy with. First off, they you wouldn't call themselves melancholy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid, it man. Looks, it's it's it looks insane. <clears throat> and watching the trailer, I think it looks ridiculous, and I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I said, I, I like that stuff. <laughs> I got to I got I got the first episode, and I'm like, last night I watched it, and I was like, oh. Honestly, I'll I'll watch all six episodes, tonight. and then I finished, and in, uh, then then I turned it off and finished Critical Role. So. There you go. Yeah, that's all I got. Cool, man. So, Ponyo. Yeah. So, you guys ready to kick this puppy off? Let's talk about Ponyo. Oh, the puppy. <laughs> all right. So this week, uh, we watched <laughs> we watched the 2008 Studio Ghibli movie Ponyo. Mm-hmm. Ponyo, according to the back of the Blu-ray case, <laughs> uh, a young boy named Sosuke rescues a goldfish named Ponyo, and they embark on a fantastic journey of friendship and discovery before Ponyo's father, a powerful sorcerer, focuses forces can't read. That's all right. Keep That's going. A You're skill, doing good. You're a doing skill good. that I should have reading <laughs> uh, forces her to return to her home in the sea. In her quest to become a human and unite with Sosuke, Ponyo stumbles upon and releases her father's magical water of life and triggers a gigantic storm. Now balance must be restored to the world they all cherish. 
Ponyo will delight your family with its timeless story, and on Blu-ray will dazzle your senses and enhance high-definition picture and sound. And All right, not, there we go. It was not filmed in front of a live studio it audience. It was not filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> now, Grabin, being yes. more familiar with the Ghiblis than mm-hmm. I think Corey or myself, um, can you tell us a little bit about this film? I mean, it it's just, it's basically um, in the tradition of most Miyazaki films, um, <clears throat> you know, they have a distinct look and a style and a process, I think. And so a lot of their films end up, and you've noted it before, especially with characters, they have a very particular look to them. This is no exception to that. I feel like, you know, they attacked it like they attack most of their other movies. Um, you know, so I don't think there's anything really, um, that new or interesting or different to talk about their production on this one. Um, I just know that it, um, was well received pretty much universally. It's one of their highest rated movies, um, by critics and fans alike. So I know that, um, you know, it, it's basically, it was one of those instant classics that was beloved immediately. I know that when I saw it, I got to see it in the theater and I felt, you know, an immediate affinity for it. I think Corey will, we'll hear from him a little later. I think he definitely felt an immediate affinity to it. And I think the cold hearted Josh Kane, who typically yeah. doesn't like Ghibli had an immediate affinity for it. So I think they did their job well on this movie. And I think this may be one of uh, Buena Vista's best castings that they've mm-hmm. done for a movie. Yeah, no Billy Bob Thornton, which is a plus. God. <laughs> uh, so in the movie, we have, as Ponyo, Noah Cyrus. Sosuke mm-hmm. was Frankie Jonas. Lisa was voiced by Tina Fey. Um, Kochi, which is their father, voiced mm-hmm. by Mr. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, we also have Kate Blanchett, Liam Neeson, Mona Marshall, Lily Tomlin, Betty White, Cloris Le- Leachman. Uh, Marisha Clark and everybody's favorite that you two probably know who no idea who she is Colleen O'Shaughnessy uh, oh, O'Shaughnessy Osa- <laughs> Colleen O'Shaughnessy right who voiced uh, Sora Takanuchi in Digimon there you go nice. there's, your, there's your fun fact everybody Back to because Digimon. you gotta bring Digimon in every episode pretty much that's awesome yeah I think the voice acting in this is really well done First, uh, I've the, never actually, this is one that I've never actually watched subbed, so I don't know what yeah. the Japanese original cast was like on this one. It's it, it's actually rare. I've watched all of the Ghiblis both ways, except for this one. I don't know why. But this one was done so well, It's cool, I you thought. like to do it both ways. It's all right. Um, I, I think it's it's perfect. It's, it's a great performance, I think. I think the kids are really impressive because... Usually with kids, it's like, eh, I don't know. I'd rather have like an adult putting on a kid voice sometimes because they're better actors. But sometimes. these kids were really good, and they, man, they portrayed a lot of emotion in this movie. And I just felt transported into Sosuke's like body half the time. I just felt like that little boy feeling of, oh my gosh, I've got a fish, and mm-hmm. and it's alive, and it's magic, and just. It I has just, a face. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, think they I, did I like how, uh, what was it, Toriko? She's the first one who's like, it's got a face. I'm like, nobody else yeah, noticed like, that this fish had a face. <laughs> that, that was weird, yeah. But, you know, I I think you're right. The The casting here was, was great. Like I said, there's no Billy Bob Thornton like there is in Princess Mononoke, which 
sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, God. See, I thought, like, when I first saw the cast list, I thought Liam Neeson was going to... It was gonna hurt. I was it like, felt, "Oh god!" Well, I think he's the weakest. I had just seen. Uh, I think when I, you know, was looking at cast lists the first time, I had just watched Mononoke, mm-hmm. and Billy Bob Thornton killed that movie. And I'm just like, Ugh. everybody else in that movie is all right, but he's just out of place the whole entire time. Yeah. So then I saw Liam Neeson, and I was like, "Oh man, this is not gonna be good." Then I think it took me a year to watch Ponyo. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, he, it, it actually works. Yeah. I mean, like, he's yeah. he's definitely not the best in the movie, but, I mean, he didn't draw me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which really, I mean, and, like, Tina Fey, like, doesn't sound like Tina Fey. No, like, she sounds like Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Matt Damon was just, like, there. I, I didn't recognize his, like, his voice five, at all. Oh, like, just at, up immediately. at the really? very beginning, and then, like, there's a couple times throughout, but the, a lot of it, it doesn't sound like him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. at the very beginning, you're like, oh, okay. Because ha- then the rest of the time, he's, like, yelling, or he's oh, having boy. to be loud. No. Yeah. So, so we, we started the month off with Little Mermaid. We started Swim Timber off with Little Mermaid. And now we watch Ponyo to cap it off, and... You know, that's basically their telling of the Little Mermaid fairy tale. So how do you guys think they, they handled it in this case? Do you think they did a better job than Disney did? Do you think it's equal, less? I like it better because, I mean, I'm not a fan of, like, songs. I, I, I don't care anything for, like, the Disney musicals and mm-hmm. stuff of the early 90s and what they've been doing now, like, with mm-hmm. Frozen and stuff. Not That's not my cup of tea. Right. Um, there's a few of them that I can stomach. Like, I can stomach... Uh, Lion King. Lion King, and I can stomach Tangled, just because I like those stories. Yeah. No Moana? No. I, yeah, uh, he's not big on the Moana. No. I loved it. Uh, see, and, and again, that goes back to the story of Moana, which is paper thin. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, sure, the music's great, I guess, because everybody loves Lin-Manuel Miranda, and he has a specific sound yeah. that is Lin-Manuel Definitely, Miranda. yeah. And I'm like, if you like that you like this and i mean like but i mean mm-hmm. ha- when we when i listen to hamilton the songs that i like in hamilton are not the ones that he sings right so i'm like he's not eh, a strong he's, singer you know he's not what i <laughs> go for yeah but i agree eh, you know i'll get all the hate mail for that like bring it in guys send yeah. that to animation station podcast at gmail.com what about you send Corey? i know you saw little mermaid a long long time ago yeah. but in your recollection who do you think handled it better ghibli you do. I, I'm content not really watching Little Mermaid anytime soon. Really, Ponyo, I am perfectly fine watching over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like this is my first time watching it, and I loved it. And now, like Josh, is it because one is a musical, and you don't really care for musicals? That's, that I don't mind. Sure. Like, okay, uh, I like the Disney musicals and stuff with Frozen, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen Tangled, but yeah. Lion King, and like I said, Moana is my all. Like, I, I love that main song from Moana. Yeah, it's really good. So. See, I, I, I would tend to agree. I, I like Ponyo better than The Little Mermaid. And I think what it comes down to is when I watch this, I feel like it's it's a real fantasy. It's a real fairy tale. It, I feel like there's there's magic and you know believability in the Disney one, which I do love. That is, it is a movie that I do love. But I feel like they kind of over-Disneyize it a little bit. It's a little too like glossy and everything's too happy. And, you know, where there's a little more reality and potential peril in this and you know major forces happening with the oceans rising and the moon coming closer to the earth and i don't know i just felt there was more gravity to it literally and i i 
I don't know. It's such a good movie, man. It's so good. Yeah, and I like with this one, like with Little Mermaid, way more questions than answers. With yes. this one, I mean, there are some weird parts where you're like, his mom is like really accepting of this. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, coolest, really coolest mom yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, she's just, she's rolling just like, with yeah, it. sure, why not? Let's go in. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, your fish is a girl now. Okay, come in. <laughs> well, it's but, also like you saw that she had like chicken hands and yeah. chicken legs, right? You saw that because right. she walked right past you and then lifts a bucket <laughs> and she's human. And you're like, let's not pre- pretend that doesn't happen. No. <laughs> there is one thing with her. She is either the worst or the best driver of all time. I uh, think she's the yeah. best I think driver. she's the best, yeah. Like she would put Dominic Toretto <laughs> run for his money. <laughs> it was pretty impressive watching her zip up those hills and around those curves. I like that. I like that the Japanese... She's a really good animated mom, too. Like, yes. probably... Oh, yeah. She's, she's really got to be really and high spunky up there. and yeah, I, I like her character. She's awesome. She knows how to make cool ramen that looks right. good. Yes, that's one of my favorite scenes. I don't know why, it was a good but scene. yeah, and she's just like ta-da. That scene where they're just sitting there in anticipation. I'm gonna do that with my kids one day. Oh, it's so great. Cook them ham. Cook them ham. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I may have to go get ramen with you guys later. I'm telling you, dude, it's uh, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Corey, I, you can come too. I, I can't. I have plans. Oh no. <laughs> You mentioned the driving, and I love the fact that in Japanese films, they do something that they don't often do in American films, which is they film everything going on in a town or a city. Mm -hmm. You know, they show infrastructure, like the part where she's got to drive down and across that dry dock for that ship. Like the road goes through that, and they have to wait almost like a drawbridge or something um, for their chance to drive across it. And they show you things like that, like in a practical sense. And I find that really fascinating. The American audience, I guess, is so much more about escapism that they never want to do that, I guess, is the only thing I can think of. I mean, we see some things like in Big Hero 6. We see a lot of the city, but we don't really we don't see experience the, city. the practical infrastructure yeah, of the city. Yeah, like what you said, like we see the city. We don't experience right. the city. Exactly. Here we experience the city, and it's also one of those, this is a city that looks like it's well lived in. Yeah, yeah. And like some stuff like, you know, we'll say, we'll just say Frozen. None of Frozen looks like it's lived in. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, her castle and everything, you just go and you're like, that's ah, just a castle. There's nobody around either. Like there's right. nobody walking the streets, anything like that. Especially in that first bit, like what's her face is running around, uh, <laughs> you know, the whole castle and there's mm-hmm. no maids. And I'm like, right. really? There should be some sort of staff. Right. But in this, like, uh, I can't. I can't remember her name. Uh, Lisa. Is it mm-hmm. Lisa? Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Tina sure. Fey is zipping around, <laughs> uh, like zipping around the streets and everything like that. And she's saying like, "Hey, everybody!" And everybody and knows, knows everybody. I'm like, "That's good. That's really cool." And mm-hmm. like, even like the moms, uh, like when uh, Sosuke goes to school for like that five seconds he's in school, um, the the lady's like, "Bye, Sosuke." Yeah. And you're it's like, everybody knows everybody in this little. Quiet country hillbilly throwback town from. Mm-hmm. I tried to do a Beauty and the Beast. I don't remember how that goes. <laughs> uh, poor provincial town. Yeah, like I said, podunk hip hillbilly <laughs> town in France. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I think they did a good job with that in this movie, showing you all those things, and it also becomes a part of the story to me. You know, the the fact that you learn the geography so that you know that 
when everything floods and they're looking across to that light and they say that's where the senior center is you're like oh my gosh you can actually tell like mm-hmm. what's been flooded mm-hmm. and you feel that separation and so it becomes a part of the story they do such a good job of world building in their movies and i'm always impressed by it and this is a great example of that one thing that kind of irritated me a little bit though was in the beginning liam neeson's character mm-hmm. is uh disgusted with the humans with all the trash that's in the ocean, and they definitely show a whole bunch of trash. Yeah, that's right. another Miyazaki thing. Uh, he likes very... to be like, "Don't pollute the earth." Yeah, yeah. But and he's portrayed as a bad guy, uh, kind of. Sort like, of. You're a little, yeah. you're, you're a little like, "Ooh, what's up with this?" Yeah. Guy? At the beginning, you yeah. are. He is your antagonist. Yeah. But so the whole thing with his disgust for humans disappears. Right. They don't and really deal. They with don't that. deal with it anymore. Yeah. They don't deal with the polluting the waters anymore at all Mm -hmm. it's it's like it was just thrown in for no reason and then just vanishes which i think it would have been good if they would have at least kept that going a little bit see why he accepted the fact that his daughter wanted to become human and well he 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 does say um when they're asking him like will you really not like when the old ladies are asking him like right before he goes off to get uh sosuke she's like are why are you like are you really not gonna hurt him and he says i would rather her sleep forever So it's one of those, like, he still doesn't really care for them. He doesn't Mm -hmm. want his daughter to be a human. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those, she is is happy. And, you know, as a parent, you would want your, you know, Mm -hmm. child to be happy. I did like how the child responded with, whenever he's talking to the mom, saying, will you love her and uh, take care of her and all this other stuff. And he responded like any kid would with a pet. Just It's a big responsibility, but I'll do it. (laughs) <laughs> he's all he's a, like they're all so five exactly so, yeah. so i thought that was a great response <laughs> that's true it, it was a good re- and that's what i loved about uh the script and the way that the two kid roles were acted they were so like pure and innocent and real about all of it and i just i thought it was so well done and that's a good moment there yeah. you know when he's like it's a big big deal but yeah i'll, I'll love her forever sure why not and it's just, yeah. it's cool. I, I love all the sheer delight that you get from those kids in many, many scenes. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me happy. And it's, and it's good because it's not like a real romance. No. Which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Not like, you know, uh, Little Mermaid where they're like, oh yeah, she falls in love, hammer it down your throats. Yeah, they love each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with this one, it's just like, it's kind of like a child love where it's like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, we love each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you, Corey. You're my bro. There we go. <laughs> love you. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I love you, you Gavin. Don't have yeah. to lie on the podcast. Uh, I, I feel powered there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like one of those. Like it's a friendship love. It's not like right. I'm gonna, you know, jump on you once you turn. I don't know. Bro. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe uh, Josh cut that. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a cute movie. I, I really like the story of this. Like the the story and the concept and the execution is really well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Want to go into music? Yeah, let's talk about the music. I I think it's great. Other you... than that, it's I'm not a fan of the ending. You don't like that song at the end? <laughs> no. Oh, I, think I like it's the, I like the first one. I like the first like the like the OG the Panya Panya. Like mm-hmm. I like that, but then when they like remix it yeah. for the Disney version, it, it sounds more Disney. Not I, can, a, I can see why not you didn't a fan like of it, that, especially yeah. with your previous comment of not liking Disney singalongs. Yeah. So I can see that, but I thought the music was spot on. Everything was it fit perfectly. Like we had swells when we needed swells. Yeah. We had you know dips when we needed dips, and it was it's really good. 
yeah, I think the the music really drove a lot of the action and it helped accentuate the poignant moments. Yeah. It was very melodic, which I like. Yes. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite Ghibli soundtracks that I can remember. I don't think of Ghibli for their music very often, but this is one that I definitely do. There's another one called Whisper of the Heart, which I really love the soundtrack too. And I liked um, Porco Rosso's soundtrack. I thought that was really good. Um, Corey's not seen any of this stuff, but um, yeah, I thought they did a really good job with the score. You know, it's not Absolutely. like the Disney one because the Disney was a musical where they sing all the time. Mm-hmm. This one is just score to add texture and element, and I thought and it does did. it very well. Yeah, yeah, really well. I'm not sure it does it as well as Spirited Away because I think Spirited yeah, that's Away's another good soundtrack one. is fantastic. That's another good one. But yeah, I mean it, it's it's good. I, I do like it, and it's one of those things that I do recognize some of you know, like what I said. Like I I can hear like when we're actually you know getting like when the waves are crashing, we get this mm-hmm. really big score. Right. That like it's it's one of the few movies where I actually pay attention to that, mm-hmm. and it's it's weird. Like I seem to pay more attention to anime stuff than I do like you know like the Disney stuff. Because I mean like with the Disney stuff. <laughs> It's just we got we got our singy songs. Yeah. Raise your and hand if you're shocked by that statement from Josh. He pays more attention to anime than Disney. So glad, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. Shut up, Gavin. So is it a, is it a good enough soundtrack that you could see yourself purchasing or streaming Absolutely. to listen to again? Yeah, I agree. That's it's really it's relaxing mm-hmm. for the most part. So that, yes. Cool. Cool. Yep. I love that whole opening scene with all of this, the jellyfish and the sea creatures and just that song, that very opening song that they play is just so beautiful to yes. me. And I love the animation where you see all the different sea creatures and the different colors. And, you know, you see the, the surface from below with the glistening light above. I just I think it's an, a perfect magical like setting of the stage for the mm-hmm. movie uh, and the soundtrack in that part is key. I think it is a perfect job. So at the beginning, she goes inside that jellyfish, right? Yeah. She's just kind of like floating up inside Did it. She with... Kill it. Because there's no so. other insides at all. But whenever she pops up to the surface way later on, like, well, if we think about it were her, like, it's weird because <laughs> I've had questions about that too. When she escapes for the first time, mm-hmm. All of her little sisters kind of, and they turn into fish. Yeah. But those fish are really just waves. So were they just water the whole time? Did they not actually turn into anything? That was water. I was confused. I think, I think it's Moana water. It's, it's Moana it. water. Yeah, I think because I mean, like, because like they're like f- breaking on the the road and everything. So mm-hmm. like, did they die? I think they leaked back down the mountain and. <laughs> I oh, yeah, kind of took it as you know they're all magical beings and they can shapeshift basically they can morph into other elements or other things uh you know not to the extent that ponyo can like yeah. she's the oldest and most advanced and like the anointed Brunhilda? one or yeah brunhilda i wonder if the and i the feel like Wonder twin, twin brother what is part of the ponyo world where he can turn into anything water <laughs> <laughs> that's what he is he is nice. one of the oh wow he, he became human too <laughs> <laughs> he just kept some of his magical powers. Yeah, sorry. Nice. <laughs> no, Somehow had fine. a sister. That's a bit weird. <laughs> I mean, my point is, I just felt like I, I guess I didn't need necessarily a reason for it. I just felt like, okay, well, her and her sisters—they're all sisters, right? I think so. Seemed well, like it's it. it's weird because like the way that they draw the eyes, 
Because like, it's that thing with, with you know, they do a lot with uh, Japanese animation. Mm-hmm. You'll have your eye, but then if you have a little bitty flick, mm-hmm. like there'll be like an eyelash. And that will differentiate between your Boys male and characters and your female characters. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of them that had just regular single dots. But then we had some that had like the single dots with the floofs. So oh. I was like, are there brothers and sisters? Or that are they all? Sense. But yeah, but the dad just says... Girls, 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 and I'm yeah, like, I feel really? like they're all. I got the impression that they're all girls, just from the story element. Yeah, from the story, the it makes you think that they're all basically look exactly exactly. The same. But it's weird because like they, they, the eyes thing, it's weird. Yeah, it, it just it kind of threw. Anyway, me. the the point I was originally <laughs> trying matter. to make is that I just feel like they're they're all siblings, and so they all have elements of magical abilities. And combined with that, what do they call it? His water of life or whatever. Yeah. They're in that like sphere of water, which is in and of itself powerful. And so combining those two, they were just able to become one with that kind of for, you know, to help their sister out and splash her down the way, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know. I guess I didn't really think about it. Like, oh, wait, what? wait, they're this now? And then later, they're back to being what they were. And it's like, wh- what? How? I think that's more of an overthinking it, trying to find exactly. something, something to criticize about exactly. it. Because there really wasn't much. Yeah, it, it, that would be nitpicking if we want to criticize at that point. And so. exactly, all these things that we're talking about are very, very minor little yeah. things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that aren't like big, huge parts of the plot. Yeah, agreed. So um, I would like to talk a little bit about the artwork in okay. this movie, uh, we talked a little bit about kind of the design of the town a little bit and how, you know, we felt like it was lived in and, and we, we understood some of the geography of it so that it played into the story. But I find this one very interesting because they're playing with different artistic styles. So if you notice a lot of the backgrounds that these characters are animated on, especially in the town around, you know, Sosuke's house and at the senior center, they had almost a color pencil or crayon texture to them. Like they were all drawn out with dry mediums. And uh, yeah, exactly. And I thought that was really fascinating because typically you would see, you know, watercolors or something painted, but these were all pretty much drawn backgrounds, you know, with, it could have been pastels or color pencil or I'm not totally sure. But I kind of like that because it had a different look artistically than really any other background I can think of in a Ghibli movie. And I liked that. I thought that was kind of cool. And then with the the animated things, the characters and the, the colors that they used, I feel like it has a very different color palette than any other Ghibli movie. It's yeah. very bright, lots of primary colors, lots of bold colors. And I thought that was really cool, too, because... You know, the look of the characters carries that Ghibli banner, strong and proud. You know, they they all kind of look very similar. But the color palette to me and the backgrounds make this movie stand out artistically, I think, as something that's unique. It's not my favorite artistically, but I like how they tried something different in this. And I think it works. I, I never at any moment felt ooh, I don't like the way that looks or, you know, this doesn't fit in any way. I, I like the combinations of styles and, I man, I thought they did a great job. Yeah. And I think what this movie did so much better than Shark Tale, for example, was when we were underwater 
everything felt like it was underwater and moved like it was underwater and there were water effects and you could actually see you never had a, a psychological question in your mind are we, are we in open air or underwater it was very clear and they did that so well so on an animation side beautiful I also love when, you know, like Sosuke is running or uh, Ponyo's running uh, or any physical action that we see in it. It's all so well done. The animation is just perfectly believable. You feel that there's actual gravity in this world and that they're running down or up a hill and it's believable. Yeah, like when, so good. When, uh, when the storm hits and Sosuke's in his little uh, rain jacket mm-hmm. and he's being He's going to the senior center. He's being pushed along that road. And he's leaning back into the wind. Yeah, Yeah. it's so brilliant. And then when we get to some of the elements that are animated, like all those waves crashing and, and piling up and splashing and so much very challenging animation happens in this movie. And there's not a single moment where I think, oh, they kind of skimped on that scene. I just feel like they attacked this every cell with perfection and it's it's highly impressive to me i agree 100 percent. same and Sweet. that scene where she's running across the water yeah i love it amazing i love it my favorite bit of magic in this whole show is when the waters rise and ponyo blows up his toy boat so it's big enough mm-hmm. for them to actually ride in and they just take this little toy boat and they go off on their yes. little adventure that to me is the most magical part of this whole movie and that's like as a little boy i can like put myself in that space and be and think oh, if i could make my toy boat big enough for me to get in and like sail yeah. out that would be amazing i would say there was a bit of tragedy in this in that though it's the hat the hat, yep. the poor oh, captain's hat, and yeah. his binoculars. And, and I like, wish he would have said something about it. Like mm-hmm. I, but he I, would like picked it up and like put it on. He's like, no. But I guess he was kind of crying, freaking out, not knowing where his mom was. His, right, mo- yeah, his right. mom had that gone missing, and then Ponyo. The hat. Yeah, and then Ponyo kind of was sleepy. Yeah. Well, and then as they go on that adventure, I love how they'll be sailing, you know, through an area. And you'll actually see through the water yes. to the mm-hmm. road below or a building good. below. And it's so cool how they, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah the, the fish and are the doing fish it by have, lanes. Have, yes. have it's swam so up, the yeah. Fish traffic. <laughs> I just think they do such a good job of like, oh yeah, this is a flooded town, mm-hmm. so let's indicate the town. I think it's absolutely fascinating when he when they stick their heads in the water for the first time and they look down through the front yard and there's a fish that swims through the front yeah. gate. I love that. Well, and I also like, like in that same scene, like there's an octopus and's playing with his mom's sandwich. Yeah. It's like, yes. oh my gosh, what is this? Yeah, I I absolutely love that conceptually that they did in this movie. I think it's great, and it reminded me as a kid, I used to fantasize about things like how cool it would be if we could fill our house up with water and I could swim through our house. Mm-hmm. I used to fantasize about that kind of stuff. I think Getting that would moldy. be amazing if you could just swim through the hallways and rooms oh, of absolutely. your, of your house, you know, upstairs, downstairs, like just swim through your house. I don't know why I always fantasized about that, but I did. And this movie in many ways kind of made that fantasy real. I and I, I love that it. Water receded. It had to have been pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, it, it came up really fast. So it makes sense that it would go away really fast from the moon. So so what I'm getting out of all of this is we all hated this movie. Yeah, this movie oh, was garbage. Trash. It. Worst so, thing ever. So, Corey, I mean, I know, I, I'm pretty sure I got what it's going to be. It's going to be low. Uh, what, do you, what do you rank this movie? I'm going to give it a 4.5 Durgans. 4.5 Durgans. Mm. Yep. 
Nice. Am I next? <sighs> Ponyo. I love it when you do that. Especially when I have to edit and he's like. <sighs> I know. I'm <laughs> it's sorry. so great. Do you edit that out? I no, never get, no. I, I never leave get it in. I leave it in so people know it's sigh. you. Okay, good. Um, well, insert sigh. Ponyo gets out of five Jiminy Crickets a full five. A full five full Jiminy five. Crickets. I adore this movie. Um, I am also going to give this five Jiminy Crickets. Nice. I'm just kidding. I'm going to give five Jiminy Crickets. Oh, but you're giving it five. I'll give it five different puns. <laughs> um, it's not my favorite Ghibli movie. But it's close. It's It's up there. I mean, like, I put, like, three of them in a category of, like, the, my favorite mm-hmm. Ghibli movies. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's probably three. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I I just love Mononoke because it was my yeah. first. And but then Spirited I, Away? But Spirited Away is... Yeah, it's special. I don't know how you... It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> tough to top. Yeah. Top right. to top. That's awesome. I'm, I'm very glad that we all loved it, um, especially since it was kind of a mixed bag with the last one. <laughs> so that was cool good strong end to the month yes sweet all right you want to do the top five top five top five let's do it and now for another top five so for our top five this time we decided to go with our top five favorite podcasts yeah kind of give a little shout out to everyone that we listen and this is a very broad spectrum Sure. So it's a shout outs to our favorite podcast, but it's also a little shout insight out. into what your hosts love to listen to. Yep. So a little little bit about us too. So Gavin, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Yeah. So my number five is a podcast that we talk about a lot on this show. Uh, our good friends over there in Bespin. My number five is Cloud City Cast. So there, if if you guys like. Um, super nerds talking about Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars, then this is the podcast for you. So go check them out, Cloud City Cast. I think they're Cloud City Cast on everything. Yeah, it's so Cloud City Cast. They're fun. It's a husband and wife team. They don't have a long name like animation. Right. Yeah, It's it's uh, they're awesome. I, I just love them. I love that they have a, a super casual, fun, lighthearted format. And you know they're super positive and wonderful. So, Cloud City Cast, my number five. <laughs> my number five. I went with two. <laughs> Classic. Because, well, it's. I mean, it's basically it, they're kind of like the same network type. Okay. I went with uh, a Cast of Kings, which is an unofficial Game of Thrones podcast, mm-hmm. and I also went with their companion podcast. Which same uh, like Joanna Robinson? Mm-hmm. She does from Vanity Fair. You have to say that. Apparently, it's a thing. <laughs> uh, she does Cast of Kings, and then she does another uh, podcast called Storm of Spoilers, where Cast of Kings they don't do any spoilers. Gotcha. Storm of Spoilers, obviously spoilers, okay. and oh. they do all kinds of cool stuff. And absolutely love it. It gives me that um, Game of Thrones fix. And the best that, thing about that the show doesn't give you, huh? No, I mean even <laughs> I mean it gives me more. Okay. It gives it because it delves into spoilers yeah. and stuff from the books and everything, stuff that's was left out of the show, oh. stuff and you know everything. So like it's like that. the it's really whole good. world. Yeah, it's of all Game of, of Game of Thrones. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's nice. it's really good. Awesome. But yeah, but I mean, best part about Storm of Spoilers, they do a thing where during the off season for Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. they'll come out with different stuff. Like the uh, last week, they did a whole Stephen King and 
Stephen King thing with an it spoiler review. Oh. And then they did Tremors this last episode. So, like, Tremors. <laughs> nice. Everybody loves Tremors. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> uh, he, there's a new Tremors show coming out with yep. Kevin Bacon yep. in it. Oh, my gosh. They talked about it. Crazy. Uh, my number five is LeVar Burton Reads. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good one. Yes. Which, by the way, guys, I did listen to episode one. And I listened to Ken. You know, that we pitched mm-hmm. last week for the animation projects from sci-fi. Fantastic story. And I know why you guys pitched it. That would be a great animated film. Yes. So I'm on board. Anyway, sorry. LeVar Burton Reads. Yep. <laughs> uh, if you've ever grew up listening to Reading Rainbow. Oh, heck yes. Uh, that was LeVar Burton. Yeah. So he now has a podcast out. It's less than 20 episodes, I, I believe, still mm-hmm. at this point. Still pretty new. Uh, where he reads short stories. Uh, it's a weekly podcast, and it's all different types of, of genres. Mm-hmm. And I, every week, I'm tuning in. Yeah, he's really good. He he's one of the m- most likable celebrities. Like, just you just feel like he's your friend. Yep. He's such a great, great guy. Just a great, great, great guy. <laughs> so, what's your number? That's four? That's amazing. All right, my number four is a podcast about history, and it's called Revisionist History. It's a podcast done by Malcolm Gladwell, who's a pretty famous author, um, and he basically takes famous historical moments or issues and kind of tells you the untold story or the parts of history that we forget. He looks at it from uh, really interesting perspectives. He does interviews from people that were there, that were involved in it, and who maybe had a totally different understanding of you know, whatever event it was. He's done two seasons so far and each season is about 10 to 12 episodes, I think, but really, um, smart. Um, it's stuff that makes you think and reconsider some preconceived notions about, you know, major historical moments. A lot of it is American history. You know, he did a whole mini series within this season about, um, the civil rights movement and Mm -hmm. some really fascinating perspectives on that, which I, you know, things I never considered before. And so I highly recommend it. Um, revisionist history is my number four. Nice. Um, my number four, I'm going with a, a little local podcast from Edmond, Oklahoma going with the Elijah Bailey show. Nice. I, I don't know. I just love the banter. Like Mm -hmm. it, it's basically short story. It's two friends, and they just talk about whatever. And nice. it's amazing. I love it. Cool. It's great. Awesome. And they they talk about, like, nerdy yeah, they're, stuff, and, right? Yeah, and Elijah's super nerd. Cool. Uh, there was an episode where uh, he was just by himself, mm-hmm. and he just ranks his top anime. That was basically the whole show. Nice. Like, I'm just going to rate my top anime. It was awesome. great. Nice. Awesome. Cool. My number four is My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It is done by Travis Griffin and... Oh, no. I forgot his name. Another... Uh, McElroy. Roy. No. Dustin. Travis uh-huh. Griffin and Dustin McElroy. Okay. Uh, they, it's a, they call the show a modern show uh, for the modern person and it's an advice show. So they'll read questions that fans send them and give the worst possible, most ridiculous answer <laughs> that you could ever think of. Right. And it's what they, they've been going on for about seven or eight years. Okay. Uh, and it's just absolutely hilarious. Is it kind of like Adam Carolla on Loveline? Ish. Is that, is that too? Is that too dated in. of a reference? We'll get a little, a little, a little ish. 
Want to bring the man uh, show in too? Hot, man. But That's they, more contemporary than they've been blowing here. up. Also, oh really? Uh, they had a live show at Comic Con this year. Ooh, um, and they're traveling around as well, doing live shows. Very cool. Nice. And it's called what again? My brother, my brother, and me. My bam bam. Oh, got it, <laughs> got it. Nice. <laughs> All right, we're on three. My number three, and you guys knew one of these would happen. I got to get a basketball podcast in here. For those of you that don't know, I'm a huge fan of the NBA, specifically a fan of the Utah Jazz. Shout and, out to the Thunder for picking up Carmelo. That broke. Oh my gosh, I know, crazy. And I just recently discovered uh, a Utah podcast that's all about the Utah Jazz, and I'm in heaven. <laughs> they call themselves SLC Punks. Oh, that's good. And they that's have good. their on Instagram their SLC dunks and like on, on Twitter, <laughs> so they're like they're really really good. Um, it's just a couple of guys just breaking down the Utah Jazz. It's it's very casual. It's very um, you know they're huge fans of the Jazz and they're very knowledgeable about jazz history and basketball history in general. And I just am enjoying listening to them. I think they do once a week. So um, if you like the Utah Jazz, check out SLC <laughs> Punks. Nice. Nice. Yep. My number three, I'm going with a little podcast called Tannis. Mm. And it's basically a podcast radio serial. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me yeah, about this. It's it's like what Nightville wishes it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's all like this mystery. Like, may, I love the first season. It's all this mystery, you know, like what's going on. Like this guy's trying to find this mythical place called Tanis up in the Pacific Northwest and all kinds of craziness happens. It's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great show. I absolutely love it. Nice. Mine so yeah, if you want to be scared. <laughs> and it's science fiction-y, right? Yes, very much so. If okay, you want to be scared, like that's how I heard about the, the elevator game. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. It makes <laughs> you want to play it, but it's, it seems scary. <laughs> Uh, my number three and I, is, I'm just kidding. Just uh, <laughs> Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Ooh. Uh, do you have any clue who Michael Rosenbaum? The name sounds familiar. He played Lex Luthor. Yes, in I know who he is. He's in Sorority Boys. More yes. importantly, yes, yes, yeah. That's but the more important. I love part. Absolutely, I love that Smallville's movie. lame. So keep going. Smallville's not lame. <laughs> I don't know. I've never watched it. It is one of. It's a new podcast that he has. Um, mm-hmm. I think they again less than 15 episodes. Um, he starts and ends the episode every, every time with every person that he interviews. Uh, thank you for letting me be inside of you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, it's just in-depth interviews with his friends and other people like that. Uh, two weeks ago, he interviewed Tom Welling, who was okay. Clark Kent on Smallville. Right. Mm-hmm. And this newest episode was... Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Tom Arnold. Oh, and nice. That was, it, the whole style for his interview is to get... To ask questions no one else asks right. to get really inside the person. Inside their head, yeah. And it can get very crude sometimes, mm-hmm. but I'm a big fan of Michael Rosenbaum, and so as soon as I, as I saw uh, him tweet the show, I immediately got hooked. Nice. I listened to the that's Dak cool. Shepard ones yesterday. They were good. Yeah. So that's, I'm he, slowly he, making my Each way. episode is an interview with a new guest? Yes. Okay, So he's cool. done Dak Shepard, Tom Arnold, Tom Welling. Uh, John Heater. Yeah, John Heater was on there, okay. as well as... Uh, there's so many more but cool. each time each person that gets on there he's asking them do you know lady gaga i really want to get lady gaga on the show <laughs> that would be interesting i agree <laughs> definitely all right we're up to number two right two. yep number two all right so i'm gonna be a homer on this one 
My number two is none other than the Animation Station <laughs> podcast. What a loser. I don't care. I <laughs> I like what we're doing here. I think we're you know off to a good start. We've we've got a year under our belt. I think we're solid. I think we're making positive changes. Adding a third host has been good. I I enjoy. I think it's been great, Corey. Honestly, Thank you. no problem. I enjoy listening to our podcast on Mondays. Yep. I do. I, I I go on my walk at lunch on Mondays, and I know I've got a podcast to listen to. And you know, I do it in part to listen to myself to see how I could do better in the future. Uh, I critique myself along the way, but a lot of times when we're doing this. I kind of miss out on some of the fun part of the conversation because I'm trying to think about what to say next or how to respond. So I enjoy listening back because I always hear things I missed while we're recording. Um, you I don't know. Corey and I comments. <laughs> I don't care if it's if it's cheap and self promoting. I'm putting us at my second favorite podcast right. right now. Nice. So yeah, feeling the love. It's high. <laughs> um, for my number two, I went with a little political serial podcast from one of our Mm -hmm. i know what you're talking about wonderful wow i lost my train of thought there i'm going with a political uh serial podcast from one of our previous guests mr robert mccollum Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with the podcast called terms i am so ready for season two i was gonna ask i'm just sitting and i'm just like come on I need it. I need it. <laughs> and like we we get a couple tweets now and then from mm-hmm. their Twitter, mm-hmm. but it's nothing like no dates or anything yet. So I'm just like sitting here and I'm like, come on, yeah, gotta know what happened, man. Yeah, like like I'm a junkie. I'm like I need it. I need it now. It's <laughs> cool. It's like it's like a podcast House of Cards kind of. Very much so. Yeah, that's awesome. Right on. My number two. It was very hard for me to decide. It's it's. Just a, it, it varies each day between my number two and my number one, but so for today, my number two is the Glass Cannon podcast. Um, they are a live play uh, podcast of Pathfinder. Oh, okay, Pathfinder is similar to D and D, right? But more complex rules and stuff like that. More complex rules? Oh yeah! Wow! Very, yeah, five E is not complex. No, it, it is. Very, it is to me. It's very easy. Okay, to Pathfinder. Nice and. These guys have been doing an official story campaign mm-hmm. since the start of the show. Uh, the company that made Pathfinder is called Paizo. Paizo has reached out to them, and they are now officially the very first Paizo podcast. Wow. Um, cool. One would say a Paizodcast. There you go. <laughs> um, Paizo, hook me up. Come on, man. <laughs> they have grown astronomically in the, just this past year. They actually are now at the point where they have a new uh, show, a new podcast coming out very, fairly soon. It's going to be Starfinder, which is Paizo's newest mm-hmm. RPG that just came out last month. Okay, cool. So wow. Um, do we have any honorable mentions? I got I, some honorables. I do. I do as well. Um, all right, we'll just keep the same order then. So I've got four. I got a couple other um, basketball themed ones. I love the Hang Time podcast, which is an official NBA podcast um the cool thing about them um the main host his name is uh seku seku smith i think is his last name seku is his name and um the end of every episode it's like and remember people sekuna matata and i (laughs) I think that's funny but i love them they've got they've been in the industry for a couple decades they just have a, a great perspective on the nba and basketball and they're just really cool and casual guys i love them uh, it's him and Lang Whitaker. They do great work. And then the other one is Jalen and Jacoby. 
they're just another fun, mostly basketball, but sports general podcast. Um, if you like to just hear two guys, one who played professional basketball for 14 seasons, um, just riffing on the sports news of the day. And they talk a lot about hip hop and cultural things and they're just fun and entertaining. Good banter. Kind of like you brought up with the Elijah Bailey yeah. show. It's really just all about the banter that they have, which is entertaining. Um, I also want to shout out an NPR podcast called The Hidden Brain. It's really, really good. I've, I've recently discovered it. Every episode is only about 30 minutes, so they're pretty quick. And they deal with, you know, brain science and psychological issues and, um, you know, just things about the way we think and, and how we react to things. And it's another one that just makes you think about things. And I think it's really cool. And then lastly, I want to give a shout out to our friend Jared Mariama, who is on a co-host of the Squared Co mm -hmm. podcast. Now, I got to tell you, this one may have fought for a place in my top five if it was on iTunes. But the fact <laughs> it's that on SoundCloud, yeah. yeah, the fact that I have to go to SoundCloud is 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 a little rough. Um, and and I. I end up forgetting about it and then it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so many episodes yeah, behind. I've only listened to like two of their episodes. Cause I completely, I, yeah. I, I'm just never on SoundCloud. Yeah. So get on iTunes guys. Come on, do it. I want to listen to your podcast regularly. If you need help, I can help you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, those guys are awesome. Um, it's Jared and Mark and they have guests on, they bring artists and, and other people like that on. So they're really good too. Nice. All right. Josh, my turn. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to throw some, uh, get ready. I'm just going to pop these out. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Fat Man on Batman, because, I mean, Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yep. Also going to do uh, the Comedy Button, like those guys. Uh, yes. Met Scott Bromley at D23. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, like, three seconds. <laughs> um, also going to go the Internet Box podcast. That is definitely a podcast don't let your kids listen to. Oh, adults only. It's, it's an adults. So it's definitely not say, uh, yeah, mm. not as bad. Not as bad. Okay, at all. but yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Once yeah, you reach yeah, a certain yeah. point, doesn't matter how much more bad it is, it's too bad for kids. I'm gonna right. pop uh, D decoding Westworld on there. It's same guys that do Cast the Kings, <laughs> but you know, I love that stuff. And then uh, let's let's throw some love to Critical Role. Nice. So you can listen to all there. You're not uh, even getting an honorable mention to Animation Station podcasts. No, because what I was doing, and I was gonna save this for the end. I didn't <laughs> want a bunch of overlap. That's why I didn't include. Something that Corey's probably gonna say. Uh, um, I didn't include Cloud City. I didn't include, and I wouldn't wasn't gonna include us anyway because you know why. Um, right. But yeah, I, I tried to do it to where I wasn't because I knew Corey was not gonna have anything. I knew like one thing that Corey was gonna have, mm -hmm. um, and I knew that you were gonna do Cloud City. So mm -hmm. I tried to not, all right, you know, all right. I didn't know you were gonna have that together. Mm -hmm. All right. It's because I didn't tell you until it was now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's all I got. Uh, for honorable honorable mention, I'll go with what Gavin did, and I'm going to throw an animation station. Yes! Golly. Uh, <laughs> I am going to toss in Star Talk Radio, mm -hmm. which is Neil deGrasse Tyson's Oh, podcast, yeah, 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 yeah. That's I, one I need to give. You've told me that about that for a while. I need yeah. to give that one a I listen. really enjoy that one. Cool. Uh, you said Critical Role. Since they're finally doing podcast episodes, 10 a month. So I think they're, what, up to 50? Or no, 40. Right 40, now. I think so. Jeez. Uh, so they still have a long way well, to yeah, catch up. Well, but, yeah, but hey, if you think about it, that's only, what, uh, 120 hours worth of content? Or so, yeah. Yeah. It's about three hours, three to four hours each episode. Mm -hmm. Jeez. Um, There's that one that was six, though. Ugh. And uh, the Black Tapes. What's that? That is a 
kind of a, supposed to be a little horror mystery mm-hmm. uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, season one, they kind of made it sound like it was legit happening. Um, oh, kind of like War of the Worlds? We're, we're the yeah. same podcast. That's Tannis. Okay. It's Good. the it's same network. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, they they um, have the talk about the Strand Institute, and they try and get this guy, Strand, is offering to pay a million dollars to anyone that can prove the existence of paranormal activity. Oh. And uh, it gets into this whole... Ser- they're on season three right now, mm-hmm. and that's currently going on. Uh, becomes a whole ordeal. You end up finding out about this possible world-ending event. Uh, and I loved in season one, they told you about this thing called the unsound, mm-hmm. where you listen to it, and a year later, uh, you'll, you die. Whoa. Uh, so... Uh, me and John and uh, Kim all listened to the unsound over a year ago, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but waiting the anticipation, you're like, uh. <laughs> so That's hilarious. Uh, it's it's It makes you think, and it's just an mm-hmm. enjoyable story-driven nice. podcast. Yeah, so you guys both have podcasts that are um, story, like like mm-hmm. serialized. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have any that I've listened to that way. So I need to give well, one of these a try. Listen to po- uh, the Black Tapes, Tannis, and Terms. I listen to all of uh, them. And then my final one is Fueled by Deathcast. Okay. If you know me, you know that I love coffee. I do. Death Wish Coffee is one of my favorite coffees. They have a podcast. What? <laughs> yes. Seriously? <laughs> yes. They talk about coffee? No, they, they talk about ah. just how the company is doing, and then they interview other people. They had Zach Wild on for mm-hmm. uh, an episode. Uh, he actually has his own little name on, uh, I think it's the their Odin Force uh, <laughs> brew. <laughs> nice. Um, but it, it's just an, an, it's, it's an enjoyable podcast. Do you know that Very Cartoon cool. Saloon has like some podcast episodes up? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's with uh, Tom Moore. He goes around and he's like interviews the people that work at Cartoon Saloon. No way. And I was way. like, huh. That's cool. I forgot what it was called. <laughs> That's awesome. I just saw it when I, I think I was on their website and I was looking at stuff because mm-hmm. I was like, maybe mm-hmm. we could get Tom Moore on. That would um, be awesome. And I was like, I looked and I was like, oh, they have a podcast. Weird. <laughs> wow. Do we want to get All to right. our number one? Let's do it. Number Ooh. ones. All right. So one. my number one is... The very first podcast I ever started listening to. It's the thing that got me into podcasts. I still look forward to every Wednesday when they post their new uh, episode. Uh, I have had the pleasure of meeting all of them. I've had the pleasure of co-hosting with them. They've been very cordial and welcoming of me into their family. They've shouted us out as Animation Station Podcast. None other than the Podcateers. I love those guys. Hi, Hazen. They are very entertaining to me. It's just, it's, it's two brothers and then they're a good friend. And it's the type of camaraderie that you can feel has been there for a long, long time because they just have that relaxed, deep friend-like banter that I think most podcasts kind of strive for. And they're just, they're entertaining. They typically talk about Disney and Disney parks, specifically Disneyland, because they're based out of Southern California. So if you like that kind of thing, uh, I definitely recommend giving them giving them a try. They also talk about all the other major um, media things. They talk about movies and TV and things like that that are popular. And, and they talk a lot about technology because uh, Hazen's a big um, techie guy. And they have a blog on YouTube and a website that's amazing. And I just highly recommend them. And yeah, 
Shout out Podketeers. It's like Mouseketeers, but with a pod instead of a mouse. Uh, My number one, I have three. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's all one network. It's all Rooster Teeth. So I have the Rooster Teeth podcast, which is every Monday, Mm -hmm. if you're a sponsor, Tuesday for the public. Um, But yeah, I've been listening to the Rooster Teeth podcast since... They were the Drunk Tank podcast back, oh God, would have been 2009, 2010. Wow. So it's been a while with mm-hmm. them. Um, the Off Topic podcast, which started about the same time that we did. Okay. Um, we were a little bit late on them. I think they started in the summer and we started, you know, August. So we missed out. So we're almost as old as they are um, by like, you know, two years. Uh, also gonna go with the dude suit podcast which is the fun house podcast okay because it's a bunch of dudes and they talk about stuff so it's dude soup (laughs) (laughs) i like it yeah i mean it's my favorite company and yeah franchise so Mm -hmm. i mean right makes sense they're the stuff i listen to every week so nice that's that's my that's my number one all three of them all three three way tie I'll i'll putting the rooster teeth all together you guys can hire me at any time um yeah just you know all of it cool seriously let me know i'll i'll be there <laughs> it's only a six hour drive i can i can make it he can be at work on monday yeah, yeah I, I can <laughs> mine would be uh like i said it varies each week with my number one and number two mm-hmm. the adventure zone Ooh. this is another podcast by the mcelroy brothers Okay. Where they do a live play of... Are the, they a thing? I'm sorry, I don't know who they are. Yes. Are they a thing? Yes. They're, oh. They've gotten a lot bigger and... I mean, is that... This This is how they're famous? Is podcasting? Yes. Oh, okay. Podcast, yeah. Okay. I, the way you said their name, it's like, I didn't know if they were famous from something else, and no. now they're doing no, a podcast? No, it, it's mostly podcasts. They actually got a little bit of a TV show for a t- got like it. eight episodes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, Or a web show, I guess, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they said they're, they're traveling around doing live shows for My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and Adventure Zone. Okay. They had the live show at Comic-Con this year mm-hmm. for both shows as well. Um, but this is a live play of Dungeons & Dragons, 5th All edition, right. um, with the three brothers, Griffin, the youngest, being the DM, and their father isn't on this one. Ooh. Uh, so it's their stupid, ridiculous type of humor. Uh, they start off with the D&D starter set, which is what I had you guys start with. Mm-hmm. Um, Gundren Rockseeker. Yeah. The first... Uh, episode of the thing there's i can't do these names i can't do it gungeon rock seeker nope his name is barry blue jeans <laughs> um and i miss barry blue jeans <laughs> barry blue jeans my goodness yeah. they whoof he it ends up becoming so out there there's a moon base mm-hmm. uh there's technology there's elevators and the elevator became a big thing because they got a lot of hate mail from people saying you can't have elevators in dungeons and oh technology so yeah. he was like well I don't care what you have to say. He made an entire segment where they go into the museum of the elevator and gave the history of all the elevators. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it could be just like a pulley system on with ropes. Oh, no, it's and... full on technology, like electricity, everything. Oh, it's, okay. It's hilarious. And it even gave a little segment of the elevator. You're on the floor future. three. <laughs> nice. So it's, they're just absolutely insane. And they just finished their first story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Mercer, uh, Patrick Rothfuss. Arby's. Uh, Arby's, yes. Arby's even did a thing for it. And, wow. And uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda 
as well uh, all on the final episode we're tweeting out um retweeting them saying awesome job on your campaign because they're friends with lim and will miranda they're they're very good friends. so i'm like that's how we need to get good friends with become friends with them so then we can know lin-manuel miranda and they're really good friends with with patrick roffice as well and everything lin-manuel touches turns to gold so that's our retirement plan guys we just yes what kidnap (laughs) lin-manuel miranda (laughs) no he just has to come on one episode then we'll be like nicholas cage guys we're gonna steal the (laughs) lin-manuel so now they're hilarious and i highly recommend them cool awesome that was a very wide range of top fives. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah well, I'm glad I got some sports in for yep. you guys. Sports. Some, some real world stuff. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, you can listen to 98.1 FM in Oklahoma City. That's the Sports Animal Network. I mean, if you really want Only to. Only if you want to talk about one school and one sport. <laughs> they talk about, what are you talking about? <laughs> they talk about OU football. They do. Well, it's, it's OU football season. That's of course, it. they're going to talk about OU football when the th- when it's they Thunder talk about season, that three sixty five. No, they will you're, also you're pepper wrong. in some basketball, but they talk about OU three sixty five. Well, this this afternoon they uh, they had started talking about OU and then the mellow trade. So mm-hmm. when I got in the car, it was nothing but mellow, yeah. and I was like, and this was, it was the morning animals who only talk about OU football, right, right? So they were just talking about Carmelo, and I was like, oh, well, well, there you go. <laughs> so suck it, Gavin. Uh, okay. No, I, I say that there's a game tonight. They'll be talking about right. you. Yeah. yeah. But you're about to say something, I think, before we, that. We done? No, I don't think we so. Good? Okay. Yeah. We good to go? We're good. We're to wrap this puppy up. Yep. Wrap it. I want some ramen and I want to play Destiny. You can do all of those things. I can. Because you're a big boy. Yeah. And it's Saturday. Now. <laughs> no, it's Monday, Gavin. We're recording this on they're, Monday. They're it's fooled. live. They're not in front fooled of a live by that. studio audience. Ha! <laughs> that was terrible. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> you know what I kind of want to watch? We I watched. Uh, I watched uh, uh, Galaxy Quest with your wife. I kind of want to watch. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. Galaxy. Maybe. Galaxy. Sorry. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. Yeah, I want to watch He Man: Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I want to watch Flash Gordon. Not nice. a bad movie. Bad movie. <laughs> um, no, uh, Fifth Element. Kind of want to watch the Fifth oh, Element yeah. again. Love mm-hmm. it. It's a good I, one. I, I, I love it too, but I, I just don't remember. I, I want to watch Fifth Element again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You should I think do I may, that. I may we, do that tonight. We can sign yeah. off and go, go watch Fifth Element. No, I'm playing Destiny. Destiny. I can't, uh, I'm going to be doing adventures, so I, mean, I can't really do that. It's Ruby on the... Oh, no. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Ruby Ralph! Uh, oh, man. He is distracting. <laughs> He's going to be like, ah, I can't, I can't go that high. <laughs> you can't do that. He's going to be like, Chris Tucker come pitch. Come and I'll be like, what's going on? Nice. <laughs> nice. All right, we done? Yep. We're done. Jeez. I went off on the tangent there. Josh, cut that. All righty, everybody. So, Gavin, where can everybody find you? On Instagram and Twitter, at Gavin Audison Art. On the web, GavinAudisonArt.com. You can find me at Majestic Corey. On Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, just, you're welcome. Just, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. On Twitter at Animate Podcast. On Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. You can, podcast. You can, also, <laughs> you can also find um, all of our episodes on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. If you go to the podcast tab... And click on this. Where else can they find their episodes, Gavin? On iTunes and Stitcher. Perfect. Nailed it. Like a glove. <laughs>
perfect. But the glove doesn't fit. You must quit. You that's, must the quit. Chew- <laughs> that's the Chewbacca defense. Yep. Like Chewbacca is a Wookiee, lives on the planet Endor. Sorry. What's going on? Are we done? Another tangent. Are, are what's going here? on? Huh? He doesn't live on that planet. I know. What planet? What planet? Is He's Chewbacca from Kashyyyk. From? I know. Okay. All right, but sure. but I'm um, that's that was Whoa. part. That was on South Park. Everybody. That's the Chewbacca defense. And he's like, Chewbacca is a Wookiee that lives on Endor. That's the Chewbacca defense. All right, I'll let it go this time. Nerd cards validated. What to say, son? Don't, don't test me. I got Star Wars. Oh, I'm good on the Star Wars. I got well. See, I know all the sci-fi, and then there's Star Wars. So I'll take right. that eight too. Yeah. Speaking of, are we going to do our, our fantasy list at some point of fantasies we want to see animated? Yeah, we need to do that. I think we should do that. But you know what we should do real quick before we sign off? We should tell everybody what we're doing this week, uh, next month. For yes, I was going to say. Spooktober. Nope, it's not Spooktober. Wow. Spooktober. Wow. <laughs> Shut up. It could be. It's, it's Spooktober 2. It's, it's uh, Spooktober 2, the respookening. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. Uh, so the cool thing is for October again, we have five episodes like we did last year and, uh, you want me just to run down what we're doing? Uh, yeah. So October 2nd. So October 2nd, we're doing the book of life. The ninth. Then we're doing Coraline, which I'm excited about. The 16th. Disney's the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Technically, that is incorrect. On the 16th, we're doing Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Oh, it got did we changed. change that out? Yes. Oh, actually, I'm more excited about so that. So if you wanted Adventures of Toad and Ichabod Crane, sorry, go watch it yourself. <laughs> no, I'd rather watch Curse of the Were-Rabbit. On the 23rd... Frankenweenie. The Leica action. <laughs> I'm so excited. No, that's not Leica. I know, I was just, just kidding. <laughs> and then... On the twenty—that's the thirtieth. On 30th. the thirtieth, it's basically a part two of last year. Yeah. What are we watching, Gavin? Hotel Transylvania two. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen the first one, yes. Corey? Okay. So cool. I'm totally going to be. One. I'm yeah. totally going to be doing another marathon. So <laughs> I'm pumped for that because I still haven't seen the second one. So. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, I loved October last year. I had a really fun time. So I'm excited about this list. Um. Yeah, get ready. Creepy things on the horizon. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sound right. effects by the majestic one. <laughs> we don't need a soundboard. So for uh, the animation station, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. I'm Corey. Bye bye, little butterfly. Made you look. Toodaloo. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. Uh, yeah, I can uh, see it. I can see it. All right, who's introducing the top five? Uh, Corey, this is it? your plan, so. All right, so for our top five. Damn, that was a good clap. <laughs> and ruined. <laughs> nice. It was so good.